This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Our guy Kurt Heelan at Pro Basketball, or at Basketball Talk, excuse me, on Twitter. NBC Sports, Pro Basketball Talk, NBA guru, friend of the show. Uh, Mr. Heelan, good morning. Good morning. How you doing, Bill? Good. Let me ask you, let's just start off with a, with a tough question. We're trying to determine what the right term is when a guy like Dylan Brooks punches, you know, or strikes in, in that particular part of the human body. A guy like um, Don Mitchell. We went, sun doesn't shine. Um, Andrew Bogus came up with the mommy-daddy button. Undercarriage. <laughs> I went crotch, but the producer got in a little, little, little flabbergasted. What is the proper term in a family-friendly sense for when a dude gets punched where you don't want to get punched? Family jewels. Uh, Family jewels, good one. Yeah, Yeah. I'm. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, the words, all the phrases I want to use are probably not appropriate for a a national radio show. But yeah, I'm, I'm like. I think I used groin in quotes in the story, but, you know, we had the video, so it helps. It does. Family Jewels is excellent. Kirk Hillen bringing definition to what feels undefinable here on, on the show. I love that. Um, I guess I'm going to start there now because I wanted to ask you about it. I, I, I was just saying saying here a minute ago, I know it's not okay. I know it's dirty. I, I know all that. It's not okay. I get where Donovan, where Donovan Mitchell is coming from. But I have kind of the same reaction that I had to Draymond several years ago. I do like that Dylan Brooks, and by extension the Memphis Grizzlies, care. And there's an edge here. Um, is, is this much ado about nothing? Is this something? What's what's the right reaction, Kurt Heelan, on, on well, a Memphis yeah, player doing what he did? Look, suspension coming. Should be a suspension coming. That, that, that one crosses that crosses the line. You, you know, I mean, sure, it makes funny YouTube videos to watch, you know, dads get hit in the family jewels with the football when they're playing catch with the kid, but you can't do that in an in a, you know, in a, in a NBA game. And that said, Grizzlies play hard. They talk a lot. They are in your face about it. And good. I want that. I don't, I don't want the Golden State Warriors kind of cruising through the regular season looking bored. Uh, I, I want somebody who cares. So yeah, I'm with you on, I'm with you on their passion, but I think when you play that way, you, and you and you walk up to the line, you're going to step over it occasionally. Lord knows Draymond has, um, and, yeah. and Dylan Brooks does too. Kurt Hill, we're on the same page. Kurt, I, I'm trying to make sense of 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 the state of the NBA, especially the Western Conference. But outside of you know may, maybe Boston, it's pretty widespread in that it's just a really crowded, interesting field, especially in the West. How many? Uh, how many teams do you think have a reasonable chance? Like, how much parity is there if we say a, making a conference championship series is is a really successful season? So, just in the West, or are we talking the whole league? Let's do the whole deal, or however you want to take it. Um, in the, I'm just trying to think. Who's I think Denver, Memphis, uh, uh, Golden State. Even though I, I'm not sold, I keep keep them there. I am. 
I'm off the Clippers bandwagon. Um, but in the West, if you told me the, – the thing is the West is just open enough where if you told me, like, Dallas made a move at the deadline to get somebody who doesn't suck next to Luka and Luka's Luka, they could make a conference finals again. Like, it's not out of the question. It just feels really wide open. Um, sorry, Laker fans, you don't get the cut and make the cut. Um, but at least four, I would think, maybe five. Like, it feels like – I don't know, it just feels – like it's really hard to predict the West and the East. In the East, the best part is that some really good team is going to get bumped in the first round, right? Between yeah, absolutely. Between Milwaukee and Boston and the Nets and the Sixers and the Cavaliers, and it's probably the Cavaliers. Somebody's going to lose in the first round, and it's going to it's going to be sky is falling time wherever it is. And it's like, eh, you're just in a tough conference right now. Uh, Kurt Heelan here on the show. Kurt, are are you um, are you ready? Because because Tom Habershow wasn't, and some people aren't. Are you ready when the inevitable record falls and it is LeBron James and not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is the all-time scoring leader in the NBA? Are you prepared to say unequivocally LeBron is the best player of all time? <laughs> yeah, Did I just I kick know. you in the family jewels. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you kind of. I, I, I get where Tom's at on this one, and, and, and it's not just because we share a hairstyle. It's um, that's to me like the guy he's passing gets overlooked in this debate way too much. Um, if, if, if you're just talking goat, then then yeah. Look, here's the thing: I think LeBron probably has had is probably the best player the league has ever seen in terms of longevity in terms of all-around game. I mean, he is, he's about to pass the scoring. He's, the all-time, you know, he's about to become the all-time leading scorer in the league. And I'm not going to think of him as a scorer first. He's really a playmaker. He's really a passer and a, and a, a guy who can set everybody else up. Um, and that said, I could, the problem with the GOAT argument is that I can argue Michael or Kareem had better careers, that Michael had a bigger impact, if you want. And, I, I, again, I think this is all debatable, but, like, that Michael's reach and impact, impact on the league, the dude's still got, like, the biggest selling shoe out there. Like, I, I, if you're counting all that in, and, just, and not just the stuff on the court, but the impact off the court, then it's, I'm not sure he's the guy yet. Yeah, and I'm with you on Kareem. I mean, I, for me, right, and it doesn't matter in the end, it's, but for me, it's probably LeBron, Jordan, Kareem, but it's those three guys, I think, in a class, in a class unto themselves. Do you think... Um, do you think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? What's that? Go ahead. I say I think Kareem gets overlooked. I, I was. I remember uh, L.A. Times telling this Mark Heisler. I was on a show with him, um, with like the uh, with Fred Rogan out here, and Heisler's like, "You didn't play good enough defense." I'm like, Kareem made like eleven all NBA all all defensive teams. Like, what do you mean he didn't play enough defense? He didn't at the end, sure, but gee, anyway. Well, that's why that show didn't make it, baby. I don't know. Like, that, that, you got to kind of know. What you're, I don't know. Fred still do that show. I think so. <laughs> well, different show. Yeah. No, that I think that particular network is that is no longer around. Um, should Kareem be at the game? Like, it, do you think it is? Should Kareem Abdul Jabbar, whatever his feelings about LeBron James and, and the reverse, should he be at the game if when that record gets broken at Staples next week? Yeah, I mean, I think that. I think that that let's put it this way. I think that's the classy thing to do. I don't think he's, I don't think he's bitter about. I, I mean, I, I don't think he's bitter about 
being passed by LeBron. I, I or let's put it this way: I don't think he's bitter about losing the record. It's more his issues with LeBron um, than anything else, and then and, and the kind of frostiness between them. But I think the classy thing to do is show up. Uh, we'll see. Um, he's not young. He's not um, not made as mobile as his playing days anymore. But I I could see him showing up. I, it, doesn't it feel like this is going to happen against the Bucks? on national television Thursday. I mean, I guess all their games are now on national television, but like that just feels like when it's going to happen to me, uh, that feels like the a hundred percent appropriate setting. Um, the problem is I honestly, between just since it's just you and me, Bill, just, just us talking. Yeah. Just us. Just, no, just whisper it. If, if, do you think LeBron, if he could have, would have taken his foot off the gas and broken this record, after the All-Star break so that everybody would have talked about it all the way through the All-Star break. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, I had this conversation with a Lakers person the other day about how it is not necessarily ideal timing for LeBron because he doesn't want to share the stage with Super Bowl coverage. And he is, that sounds ridiculous, but he's very in tune with how the media works and, and right, getting getting his his shine. I th- Yeah, I think if they were third in the Western Conference and LeBron could load manage... They would be, he would be strategically it would be a little bit different uh, exactly if he if he could have exactly he could have missed a game or two and taken his foot off the gas but if he takes his I mean if he takes his foot even a little off the gas with this team they lose so they almost lost to the Pacers last night yeah, yeah. right yeah I, I'm with so you I, I mean I think it's good timing for him I mean I definitely think a week ago two weeks you could see okay that he's a hundred percent gonna gonna do it in these this little two game window in L A. And he's going to try to do it against Milwaukee since it's Kareem's former team. I think that I think that that was I think that's the case. But I think if you would ask me a month ago, I would have said he was trying to try. He would try to drag it out. It's just unfortunately, especially with Davis out for something that if he doesn't, when Davis was out in particular, if he didn't put up, yes, thirty-five plus a night, like they they just couldn't win. They just they, if he they were done. Otherworldly, they weren't good enough. Uh, Kurt Heelan, let me ask you this about the, the NBA trade deadline, and I'm sure you're hearing the same thing. That the folks I'm talking to are becoming much more optimistic that Toronto is going to, to some degree, blow that thing up. And there are some obviously very talented people that could be could be available if if it goes that that route. Do you think Toronto will be sellers in this deadline, and to what extent do you think they will sell? How how deep do you think Masai Ujiri is willing to go to to rebuild? If he does. I'm trying to decide. I'm trying to decide if everybody is talking themselves into believing that Toronto's going to sell, or if Toronto's actually going to sell. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be that deep, though. Um, I think. Look, I think Gary Trent Jr. is the most likely. I think there's a real. If they don't think they can keep Fred VanVleet this summer, they don't really have a choice, right? Like they they they're going. If you're not going to pay up for Fred, then get out and get something back because there's real value for him. I think the, the inflection point is Ananobi, right? Like there's, I don't think Siakam, do you think Siakam? I just I can't picture that doing that. So if I had to guess, and you're right, like when you're talking to these guys, who knows what they think is true, who knows what they know is true and they're being deceptive, right? You know how the game works. Like you're trying to figure out what's real and what people actually know. But I could see a world where they where they move on from everybody other than, um, other than Siakam. I just... Even in a rebuild, aren't you re- rebuilding? I think, if you're, yes, to answer the question, I think they would rebuild around. I think they would keep Siakam. But if there's some sort of Ananobi bidding war between 
you know, I've heard the Warriors in Memphis, for example, right? If if just if they get a haul, and you you get guys to overpay for a, a Van Vliet slash Gary Trent Jr. combo, I, I I could see the I could see those three guys going. Yeah, actually, Ananobi's interesting just because the, the Knicks have set the bar. They've got three firsts now. Some of those are right. pretty heavily protected firsts, but like suddenly, if you're looking at Ananobi and and you're looking at this roster that's what, five games below 500 or whatever they are. Right now, like you really have to think about that. I know that Ananobi's also a Messiah Jury favorite, so you're going to have to blow the doors off of them to get it. But I think there's so many teams who, hey, would you like an elite point of point of attack defender who's 25 and can knock down threes? Like, yeah, there's a lot of value in him. So I think that that's possible. But I'm really curious. And I, by the way, I think they'd move on from Siakam. I just don't think that's a deadline thing. I think that's. That's one where you go into the summer and you get a big deal. And I'll tell you what, if I, I were Dallas, I would do anything and everything to put him next to Luka. I think Siakam, for different reasons, right, but is in the same boat as Trey Young. I can, To your point, I can see both those guys moving. I, I think it's a lot more likely and a lot more complicated and a lot more expensive. It does not happen in the next in the next six days. That's that's going to end up being, I don't want to say hardened level, but that, that's, Mitchell level, but it's going to be closer to that, right? Like that. If you're moving Siakam, who's an all, how the yeah. hell is he not an all star? By the way, uh, if you're moving him, I, 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 you're going to get a massive deal, and that's a summer thing. I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, th- here's the other thing. Like, I, heard, I mean, I've heard that the Lakers. I'm sure you have too. Have like have really begun. Who knows what's real, right? What they're willing to do, but have really engaged, trying to go get some help, and haven't been willing to move both those picks yet. I mean, if you're if you're Toronto, if you're anybody, don't you have to value the 27 and 29 Lakers first round picks really highly because they are who knows what they are the next couple of years? It's hard to see a scenario where those picks aren't likely very very valuable when we get to those years. Exactly. I mean, your your only threat is because there, there's a rebuild coming in a post LeBron Anthony Davis era. Uh, your only threat is that they are the Lakers. They have the ability to – they're in Los Angeles with the biggest brand in the sport. Free agents will flock there. Like, it, I mean, will it, they, though? The, like, concern is, the concern is that once they get cap space again and, and, and bottomed out a little, that you would get another LeBron to show up. But, like, they got LeBron. But then before that, at least in free agency, it was Shaq. I guess you can include Anthony Davis because he – I mean, I hear you, and I know that – but I think – I mean, it's not – that many guys who have successfully just been like, I'm going to L.A. over the last 20 years. Yeah, it's it's definitely slowed down. And by the way, I think the market has changed. In a world of social media and, and the advantage, and look, look, LeBron showed this, among others. LeBron made his name and his money in Cleveland, right? Yeah. Before he got yeah. to Miami, before he got to L.A. Giannis is doing doing pretty well for himself uh, with in terms of endorsements and everything in Milwaukee. Like, in, in today's modern age, if you're a true superstar, being in a big market doesn't matter as much. And and I think that unless you – look, the Knicks have been the best example, right? Like, unless you put a team together that they want to come to, why is anybody going to come there? I don't care if it's New York. I, I'm, I'm completely with you. Um, all right, I like Family Jewels. We're going to add it to the list. Uh, Kurt Heelan, Pro Basketball Talk, at Basketball Talk on, on – uh, on the Twitter machine, I'm I'm mercifully not going to be at All Star Game. Were you able to save yourself from the? I by the way, Kurt, you don't have to agree. With, I hate the All. I I hate covering the All Star Game. Hate it so much. Are you are you going or are you 
Are you I, liberated well, gonna, from it? I, I mean, the chance to go to chance to go to freezing Salt Lake City mm-hmm. in February and not yeah. ski was just too good to pass up. So I I will be there. Um, no, you, I, I I'm with I'm with you though. I'll, we'll talk about it sometime about how much fun last year was as to cover the All Star Game compared to previous years for uh, for certain reasons. So I also uh, skipped Cleveland. I'm yeah, a good person. Yeah. Uh Kurt Hillen, thanks, buddy. For you, thanks for uh, thanks for the insight. Thanks for the for the hoops talk. And uh, have a great weekend. We'll, you and I all will hang. One of these days, we're gonna have this beer, and I can't wait for yeah, it. Alleged, the alleged beer. All right, we'll the talk, alleged we'll beer. Talk soon, man. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.